and welcome to the Philadelphia Soul official pregame show right here on Bob Long Sports with Bob Long and Rob Stott. And right now we have the pleasure of having Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera, on the line. Commissioner, welcome. And uh, it is a great day for Arena League football, two of the best in the entire league going at it here today. Yeah, I tell you, thanks for having me today. This is a really exciting game. Uh, it's been a fantastic season for both teams, good competitive play. I think you can see some real great dynamic here with a real strong offense and the uh, Philadelphia side uh, led by the Red Rocket and a real strong defense, you know, in Orlando. So it should be a hell of a matchup. Now, Commissioner, are you in the business of making predictions for a game like tonight? <laughs> uh, you know, as a commissioner, you got to love all your teams equally, right? So That's I don't right. Like predictions. <laughs> Other than we're going to have, you know, in the immortal words of Clever Lang, uh, I'm going to make a prediction a little different service. It's going to be a very exciting game. And uh, I think we're going to have a lot of uh, hard-hitting and, uh, you know, people will be at the edge of the seat for uh, the contest, that's for sure. So that, that I can predict with great certainty. Certainly. And what we can talk about as well is, is the fact that these two teams are right now running away with the American Conference, and this game means so much for the Philadelphia Soul. If they were to lose this game, that's essentially a, a two-and-a-half game deficit at that point in the season versus a win which deadlocks them in the standings. What do you think the key is from seeing both of these teams play that the Philadelphia Soul will need to do uh, to exploit some of the, albeit a great defense, but some holes in the Orlando secondary? Well, you know, I, 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 you say they're running away, but, you know, it's a long season, and one of the things you always love about the Arena Football League is anything can happen. Anything can happen in a game, anything can happen in a season, and a lot of teams come back. And what you're seeing is some teams, you know, that are seasoned and have been together for a while and have, you know, uh, lengthy coaching tenures, you know, those teams get off to a good start. And then you get some other teams that, you know, kind of come together, get some new players, people come in and out. And, um, you know, they take a little bit longer. But at the end, they all seem to be there. And, you know, it's, it's good competitive stuff. I think for Philadelphia, you know, well, one of the things I always love about the Philadelphia Soul is they're just a well-coached, smart team. You know, and Coach Dozell and his staff do a great job of figuring out, you know, key matchups and where um, they can exploit certain advantages. I think you're going to see a real power game today. I think you're going to see a real physical game. And uh, I think whoever wins the physical battle, it's going to be some traditional football uh, maybe a little bit less arena-esque style, uh, but a little bit more, you know, blood and guts. And I think, you know, those physical matchups are going to be what wins it today. I really think that's the key to today's victory. I don't think there's a silver bullet. I don't think there's anything really to exploit. I don't think there's a coaching genius move. I think it's about, you know, mano a mano and who's going to win the physical battle. Commissioner, you mentioned just the, the uh, you know, the – level of knowledge of the game and, and everything like that that starts with a, a guy like Coach Dolzell. But let's go higher up even in, in the sole organization. Tell us a little bit about, you know, having a guy like Ron Jaworski around involved in, in this team, but also just Arena Football League in general and, and sort of what that means to you. Well, Ron Jaworski is fantastic. He's an amazing asset in the Arena Football League. You know, the guy's knowledge of the game is tremendous. Obviously, he's one of the top analysts, you know, in football. And, you know, having him around, not only for his knowledge of the game, not only for his presence, but just his persona and the way he carries himself and the way he promotes the league and educates people about arena football is, is really, you know, something special. And, you know, it's not just Ron. They have great ownership throughout the Philadelphia Soul organization. You know, Craig Spencer, Cosmo Nicola, uh, Marcus Colston. You know, you've got, the list goes on, and they're adding to that group. So, 
they put you know put they put together an amazing team, and that's why they're that's why they have a great organization, and that's why they're a successful franchise. It starts at the top. You see it in every sport. But clearly, Ron Jaworski is an amazing asset to this league. He's one of the biggest reasons, you know, I'm here doing my thing. He's a great supporter of all the efforts, you know, we've made in trying to improve the league. And, you know, we wouldn't be where we are without him, that's for sure. We are talking to AFL Commissioner Scott Butera here on the official Soul pregame show. And, Scott, you mentioned Ron Jaworski as well as all the other owners involved with this Philadelphia Soul organization. And what I saw a few weeks ago, Scott, was unbelievable in that Ron Jaworski was in the booth with the Univision uh, analysts and hosts and the broadcasters there talking in not Spanish, but he was having his words from English translated to Spanish and the Spanish questions then translated to English for him. And the excitement that he he showed in that booth and to have um, an organization like Univision being at the Wells Fargo Center and involved with the league, that was one of the more joyous things I've seen in my year here with the soul. What is it like to have all these different networks, CBS sports, ESPN, and now Univision? Is that a strategic move on your league's part as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, first of all, we've always been happy with CBS sports and ESPN. They've done a great job, you know, broadcasting our games and promoting our league. But what we're doing with Univision is really something special. You know, we can bring, you know, high quality professional football, you know, to the Hispanic and Latin American market. We're looking forward to expanding into Mexico as part of that. The Univision team is one of the most professional teams we've ever had a chance to work with. i got to tell you, in a very, very short period of time, they got up to speed on the AFL. They've done a great job broadcasting our games. Their level of enthusiasm is enormous. And uh, it just sort of translates, you know, throughout our entire league. So, Everybody's real, real excited about what we're doing there. I think we've got half our uh, teams and front office staff and other personnel all uh, buying Rosetta Stones and learning how to speak Spanish <laughs> because it's been, been such a fun part of what we're doing. And, um, you know, I, I, I got to see it early on. I spent a lot of time with the folks in Univision last year. I, I attended uh, soccer games in, in uh, Southern California between Mexico and the United States. And you could see the the rivalry and the level of excitement. And i got to tell you, you fans camped out for weeks and taking tailgating to a level. You know, most people, you know, tailgating started with a station wagon and it was a pickup truck. These, these folks are bringing food trucks to the game, you know, and hanging out for a couple couple weeks. So it's just, it's, it's great. And I think the sky's the limit there. And I think it's good for our league, good for our country. And I think it's going to be great for the Hispanic and Latin American market as well. That's awesome. And Commissioner, you talk a little bit about expansion there. I, I know this is a bit of a unique season um, for the AFL, uh, but looking ahead to the, to the future a little bit, I know you guys are already uh, have locked up a, a team coming to, to the league next season in Washington uh, and an owner yep. there in Ted Leonsis, who, uh, you know, is, is very well, um, you know, grounded in, in the sports business, has two teams down there of his own in Washington and uh, what, what's it going to be like to talk a little bit about that, and, and what's it going to what it's going to be like to have a guy yeah. like him involved in the league? Well, well, first of all, just talk about expansion in general and where we are as a league. You know, one of the things I when I came in and observed about this league is you had a tremendous sport, but um, the stewards of the sport really weren't the right folk, and you know we had a lot of teams that came in and out. And I think the league really suffered from lack of consistency. And, you know, you have a team in the market. You want to know it's going to be there for a while. Sponsors can support it. Fans can rally around it. People buy shirts knowing they're going to be good the next year. 
you know, that's what you really need. You know, you need things that are tried and true. So what we said is, hey, look, let's get the type of ownership groups in our league that we know can do that. That not, that not only have the financial resources, but the operational skills. They're very well known in their market. They've, they've been in their market. The, the fact that, um, you know, folks like Washington and Cleveland and Tampa have infrastructures and have operated sports teams in their respective markets, you know, that's all extremely helpful to the cause. So that, that's where this league is going in terms of ownership. So when we look at expansion, it's, you know, we, we certainly can look at markets and say we want to be here, here, and here. But more important than that is do we have the right owner? And i got to tell you, we could not have picked a better group to start with than the monumental group in Washington with Ted Leontis. That is one of the high-class professional sports organizations I've had the pleasure of being around. And it's not only Ted, he's got a tremendous team around him. They did a great job with the Capitals this year. I know they didn't make the finals, but they had the best record in the league. I think you can see good things out of the Wizards. Um, they have the Mystics, which is a WNBA team. And, you know, within that, within that community, within that Washington community, they're very well known. They do a lot of, you know, community outreach. They talk about a, a concept that's called a double bottom line, where not only do their businesses have to be profitable, but they have to be socially responsible as well and provide, you know, uh, social services and community help. So I'm telling you, this is like, the cream of the crop right there. And if we can get more people like Monumental and Cicillianzas, we'll, uh, we'll be doing quite well. But that, that's the goal is to really target those owners that have those characteristics so we can have a stable, good, and growing league. Commissioner Scott Putera here on the official Soul pregame show, and it's really a pleasure to have you on. And it says a lot about not just you, but the organization, the AFL as a whole, to make people like yourself available to us and uh, it's great information we appreciate it and our next question for you is if we can move out say five years because right now it seems as if there are eight very strong franchises loyal fan bases and with more on the way where in the year 2020 let's say do you see this league um you know i i certainly see us having somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 you know, low twenties type teams and, and really, you know, major markets. I think we'll solidify our broadcast relationships. I think you'll see us expand, uh, throughout North America and potentially overseas as well. Um, and you'll see a lot more publicity, a lot more social media, a lot more advertising, a lot more, you know, related, um, media. So not just broadcasting games, but having shows that highlight our teams, our coaches, our players, our sports. You know, similar to what you'd see in other sports. So I just think it'd be a proliferation of knowledge and who we are and getting more fans to know our game. You know, it's amazing. We have a tremendous fan base, a very loyal fan base. People who come to our games, they love it. You know, win or lose, everybody walks out of those arenas with a smile on their face. We just have to get more people to understand that and know that. And that's really where we're heading. So it's all about, you know, creating more knowledge, creating more awareness, and getting more teams in the bigger market. Scott Putera, the commissioner of the Arena Football League. We really appreciate having you on today, and you mentioned the broadcast relationships you guys had. At least from Rob and our perspective, we can say for sure that we've enjoyed every minute of this this year and uh, and can't wait to talk with you and and the rest of the team down the stretch. Well, i got to tell you guys, I'm the one that should be thanking you guys because you do a tremendous job. You know, all the... You know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. And you and everybody, you know, around you and the folks that you work with, 
you know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And I'd be real happy to be part of your show anytime you want. We appreciate that, Scott. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend. I'm sure you'll have your eyes turned to the television. It's a great one tonight. Uh, You got that. Good luck tonight, guys. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. That was Scott Futera, the commissioner of the Arena Football League, and a wonderful interview from him. Yeah, that's a great interview and uh, just awesome of, All right, of now I'd like to- Commissioner Butera to, to give us that kind of access uh, here before the sole kickoff against the Orlando Predators. And, and uh, you know, he has a great, great, you know, vision for the future for this league and hopefully has the experience as someone that's been in the business of turning around businesses uh, to, to maybe do that. But for now, we'll, we'll send it to break and get back to you on the other side. This is the... Bob Long Sports official pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul here at the Wells Fargo Center as we get set for kickoff between the Philadelphia Soul and Orlando Predators. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215 215- Three two eight two five seven eight. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Hey, Bob Long sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Welcome. 
welcome to the Wells Fargo Center. It has just gotten, well, I would say a little bit quieter here, Rob, as we jack it back up. But this place is loud here tonight. It's the Philadelphia Soul against the Orlando Predators, and it is a race to the top, Rob, the top of the American Conference. The Orlando Predators, 7-0. The Philadelphia Soul are 6-1. and And if they are unable to win this game here tonight, Rob, all of a sudden there are two games back in the standings, a game back in terms of the head-to-head as well. Puts them in a little bit of a tough spot, although Scott Butera just said, hey, you know, it's a long season. But this is a big one. I think the fans, I think the players, I think Orlando, I think they all get it. Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, a big game here. I mean, the biggest by far this season. You know, you get the two teams, the top of the American Conference here in the AFL uh, squaring off. And what's this, for the Soul, their second week in a row that they are the showcase game here uh, and get to host the, the showcase game um, on home turf here in the Wells Fargo Center. But, uh, you know, I mean, you can't really get much better than this. But like you said, this it, uh, the, the loss would sort of be devastating in a sense, just in the short term. But you got to look at it from... Uh, as Commissioner Butera told us during our conversation with him, it is a long season. I mean, this 18-game schedule, this is only week eight, uh, game number eight for the Soul. So they, they got plenty of time. Uh, you know, certainly they want to get the win and, and prove that, you know, they deserve to be at the top of this conference and, and top of this league um, here. But, you know, uh, a loss certainly wouldn't set them back too far with another 10 weeks, 10 games of uh, on their schedule remaining. So... Uh, either way, still an, a really exciting and entertaining matchup that we got ready to play out here in front of us. And we'll get into a more deeper, if you will, a, a more deep matchup preview and the final couple minutes of the show. But we want to take a step back. There's a guy going to come in here today, Randy Hippard. He's the quarterback for Orlando. He's going to come in against Dan Radabaugh. They've each thrown 42 touchdowns, almost 2,000 yards passing apiece. They're going to go at it. And what we saw just last week in this very building, Rob, was a game with two teams that like to sling it. The Arizona Rattlers came in at 5-1. and one. The Soul came in at 5-1. and one. And now, here the Soul sit at 6-1 and one after a huge win. It was a huge win against Arizona. What were some of the keys that you saw in that game, and what can be applied tonight? So one of the things, if we go back for a moment two weeks, and we think about the start that the Soul had um, uh, against Tampa Bay, a team that they should have handled with ease you know a team that was still searching is still searching for their first win uh but what really you know hurt them in that game was not getting off to a fast start and that was something you know that they focused on throughout the week as they prepared for Arizona a team that they knew they were going to have to have a better start against so um they came out and and they did that you know they got out to the early uh 14 nothing lead they they created a, a little bit of a crazy first drive there last week they had a lot of penalties that sort of uh they kept shooting themselves in the foot but you know, it was sort of that bend, don't break mentality. And at the end of the drive, that first drive, they were able to force a fumble uh, and took the lead on uh, just a few plays later and really never looked back. Uh, you know, got out to that fast start that they wanted and were able to, to sort of hold on and, and as the game wound down, uh, uh, really solidify what was a, an enormous win here early in the season for the Philadelphia Soul. As we always do, we get to talk with head coach Clint Dolzell and Dan Radabaugh after each game. Let's talk to Dolzell after a huge game and as they start to look forward to the game this week. Clint, can you talk about the first win over the Rattlers? It's nice. It's obviously nice. Um, and that's a good football team, good organization, well coached, great talent. So, yeah, you'll take that win anytime you can get it. 
How great does it feel getting that win in as you head into the matchup with the 7-0 Predators? Yeah, it's, uh, it is good. I mean, we knew uh, we had a tough test two weeks in a row. Um, we, obviously, we weren't going to look past Arizona. Um, you know, Orlando is what it is. They're next week. They're our next opponent. It's nice to get in a rhythm and play Saturday-Saturday games. Uh, we've had a wild schedule as far as uh, when we played, so it'll be nice to, to lick our wounds a little bit, get uh, healthy for the next two days, and get back after it. Talk about Dan bouncing back after last uh, Monday. I mean, coming out tonight and looking much sharper and, and finding guys and, and getting the reads. Yeah, uh, he played great. I mean, that's what we expect for Dan. Uh, you know, last week, you know, there was a lot went into that too. There, there's a defensive lineman out there trying to protect you. So there's a lot that goes into uh, more than just uh, one person out there. And, you know, he played great. And so did everybody else. Yeah. We protected well. Receivers got open, made the plays. Um, you know, it was a seven-point game, but, uh, man, it felt, it felt bigger than that, you know, as we played so well and it didn't get off the field a few times defensively, but heck, pleased with uh, how we played and proud of them. Yeah, special teams today. That's what I expect from my special teams. Uh, we haven't done that up to this point. You know, we, we kicked cover. was awesome tonight. Uh, we pinned them, you know, deep for the most part, and we were really close at least twice to breaking one for a touchdown. So, And that was uh, Clint Dolzell after the game, and, you know, Rob, he talked a little bit about the game upcoming, how important that was going to be for his team. And uh, I think that the stakes are well set, the expectations are managed, and this soul team um, is very, very excited for an upcoming game here. We'll now turn it to the field where you hear God Bless America in the background. Certainly a beautiful rendition there of God Bless America by the Fleetwood Elementary School. You know, it's no Lauren Hart, but it'll do in the Wells Fargo Center. That's it exactly gives you, right. It gives you chills anytime you hear it, so great it's, job by those kids. It's Military Appreciation Day as we prepare for the national anthem, the military men and women walking onto the field as we speak by the five-yard line on the far side, and it's... An unbelievable occasion here, Rob, as Dan Rose, a paralyzed former military and now a military veteran, uh, he was paralyzed in the year 2011 in Afghanistan. He will be available during and after the game for fans to meet and will be honored during the game. Uh, it takes on extra significance when you hear the national anthem on a day like this.
And we welcome you back to the pregame show here on Bob Long Sports, the official sole pregame show each and every home game. Bob Long and Rob Stott bringing you right up to kickoff. And obviously we were in the middle of some analysis there, but always more than happy to take a step back and, uh, and recognize what the men and women of this country do every single day in the armed forces, especially as we honor a man like Dan Rose today and uh, that'll be a special moment for all involved today rob yeah and it's always great to see the soul here every home game they love to bring out the the kids and, and put the spotlight on the kids even just for a few minutes during pregame and uh as they give them the opportunity to sing the national anthem and then also after the game too you know they get them involved down on the field getting autographs and, and just all around a great organization that gets involved in the community in so many ways and awesome to see that's exactly what we heard from Scott Butera about all the great organizations, what they do. It's not just on the field, in the arena. It's everything they do in the community. And while we can get all the, the touchy-feely, the good vibes <laughs> out of the way, Rob, this is going to be a hard-hitting matchup between two teams that, well, they don't really like each other. They played each other three times last year. The Soul took the first two, and then the last game that they played each other, third and final contest, was a 45-42 to win for the Orlando Predators. The guy I want to start talking about is Randy Hippard. He's a guy that's thrown for 42 touchdowns, 1,920 yards on the season. One of the best quarterbacks this league has to offer. No big surprise, he's leading a 7-0 team and on paper the best team in the league right now. What say you about our man Randy Hippard and what the challenges will be for whether it's Tracy Belton, guys in the secondary, or Teddy Jennings up front? Yeah, he's going to have a, I mean, uh, it's a different defense when you got the uh, the AFL's scoring defensive, the leading defensive scoring defensive team on the other side of the field. But uh, you know, this is a guy that uh, in just you know his second year, it's crazy to think he, he's such a young quarterback, but is already known for doing some record-setting uh, things in the AFL. So you go back to just last season, and he only played in 11 games, uh, but despite that, still managed to put up just shy, three yards shy of 3,000 yards. 61 touchdowns and only six interceptions. Uh, and, and along the way, set a record for completion percentage in a season at 74.4%. Unreal. Uh, and then you go just beyond that, overall is you know the, the quarterback rating. That's what a lot of people like to look at to judge a, a quarterback's overall performance, whether it's in the NFL or the AFL. Um, had 133.7 was his, his passer rating last season which was only 0.2 points shy of the record that was set back in 2001. So this is a guy, you know, it, it might not even matter who's on the other side of the, the field that taking him on. Uh, I mean, the sole defense are going to have their hands full uh, uh, against a guy that's just it's so young but showing so much promise here in the AFL. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough tough task for them, um, but also just an interesting matchup for to watch Hippert as well, to see how he handles just a, a defensive back unit that has been almost unstoppable this season leading they have two guys leading the league in interceptions and uh return td so it, it's just it's really shaping up to be quite the battle a little bit of a shakeup in the defensive backcourt for the philadelphia soul we've seen a lot more of james romaine in recent weeks but for i believe the first time we're now seeing Lorico stevenson not on the top line of the depth chart it's tracy belton Dwayne hollis we've seen that pretty much all season but romaine takes stevenson's spot now, Romain's been playing some very good minutes in the secondary, and obviously to have a guy like Stevenson who's not playing poorly necessarily to come off the bench and to give a guy a blow here and there, that 
provide some good depth for the soul. The other thing I'll draw your attention to is Sean Daniels, the defensive end, Justin Lawrence, the nose guard, Jake Metz, the other defensive end. We don't see leading sack getter for this Philadelphia Soul team, Teddy Jennings, on the depth chart today. We do not. So that's something uh, didn't hear much during the week. But, uh, you know, he's, he's still on the, the it looks like the active roster here, but not, not in the depth chart. Some potential injury situation. We'll have to flesh that out. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about that after the game. Uh, but, you know, the if you go back to James Romain for a second, uh, there's a guy that last week played just a huge impact, had a huge impact on the outcome of that game, making big stops when when needed and, and just coming up play, time after time, making big plays. So, uh, like you said, it's a nice problem to have depth in the secondary and, and probably uh, looking back over his performance over the last couple of weeks, a, a deserved promotion for him. So it's nice to see that and uh, we'll, we'll see how that chemistry plays out through this game here today. The wide receiver core for the Predators that Belton, Hollis, and Romaine will have to go against, that'll be Brandon Tompkins. Tompkins with 46 receptions, 17 touchdowns, and almost 600 yards of offense thus far. Kendall Tompkins, number six, also on the wide receiver line, and then Greg Carr. So those three wide receivers, the main threats for Randy Hippert, who's going to look to exert his will on maybe one of the deeper secondaries he's seen and the best-scoring defense, like you said, Rob, in the league with the soul. Yeah, so the, the Tompkins, Tompkins and Tompkins, an interesting story there. Uh, you know, we did, did a little digging on the Predators here before we get underway and found out that they don't necessarily know that it's possible. They're both from South Florida there. One had a dad that lived in Miami, and uh, the other was, was not too far away. They're not sure they could be related. They're not sure if they're related. <laughs> but there is a but relation. But there is a relation. Uh, Kendall Tompkins would, would uh, if you think back over to the NFL, Kenbrell Tompkins uh, of the formerly New England Patriots, now with the New York Jets, uh, there is a relation there. So, we, I mean, we got a, a potential family of just <laughs> wide receiver depth. Uh, it, it's crazy to think, but uh, just very obviously, you know, with the, the Tompkins there that are related, that we know for a fact are related, it's, it's a family of athletic athletic ability and uh, you know showing their their uh, their promise in across several leagues here of football. So pretty cool to see and definitely big targets for for Hippard here today. So uh, something the this whole secondary is going to want to look out for. We also have a couple McCrays on the offense, and those guys we do know are related. Yes, so. <laughs> Justin and Jordan McCray, tight end and center respectively, and then Sam Longo is the guard. On the sole offensive side, it's pretty similar to what we've seen for quite a while. Neil Tivis is back, and you remember he had gotten hurt in the Tampa Bay Storm game. Jake Metz had to come on and play both sides, but he's back on the offensive line, along with Wayne Tribune and Adam Smith, who's the tight end. Then the three wide receivers, Darius Reynolds, Ryan McDaniel, Sean Kalinamoku, along with Jeremy Richardson, the fullback, and Dan Radabaugh, the quarterback. Now, Rob, a little uh, a little game of what, whatever you call it. Chip it closest to the pin, a putt off, whatever you want to call it here because both quarterbacks come into this game with 42 touchdowns, uh, neither a slouch in any sense of the word. But whoever ends up with more touchdowns at the end of this game probably has another win notched. Probably does. That's uh, it, What it comes down to for me, if you go back to last week, the, it, again, it's the hot start for the soul. Can they get out to that hot start and, and – not necessarily have to jump out to a lead, but you want to see Radaball get in that rhythm early, find his receivers, get get moving, and, and just find that chemistry early on because that makes a big difference. And the other the other thing is, can he protect the ball? Last week, no turnovers, no interceptions, no fumbles for the soul. 
uh, but created a bunch of their own on the other side of the ball. So can they do that? And, and if they can, I think that, uh, you know, obviously you protect the ball and, and put up a bunch of touchdowns. You're, you're likely to win some football games. So we'll, we'll see if they can do that tonight. Final thought here before we send it to our partners at 97.5, the Fanatic. Really, really interesting to see what this wide receiver versus defensive back matchup, how that goes and which team wins because it will be very, very important for Darius Reynolds. Maybe the best and most dynamic wide receiver play for play in this league. How he'll do against Varma Sony, who leads the Predators with five interceptions on the year. And on the other side, who guards Brandon Tompkins? Will that be Dwayne Hollis? Will it be Tracy Belton? I don't quite see Romaine being the guy, Rob. I think it might be Belton, but whether that role is shared between Belton and Hollis, how those two do against Tompkins, I think is the key to this game, along with Reynolds against Sony. It's it's going to be a good night of battles and on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, it's... it's it, it tends to, in the AFL, come down to the defensive backs going up against those wide receivers and who can stand tough uh, and uh, you know put their put their foot down and, and create those turnovers. So going to be a great battle, and I don't know. I, it's it's too close to call for me. I think this ends up being a, an incredibly high-scoring game. Uh, not much defense, uh, maybe to, to the counterpoint of, of what Mr. Scott Butera was saying. So uh, really looking forward to this one. The eyes of the arena football world. Turn to the Wells Fargo Center and the field just below us. At this point, we will turn it over to our colleagues at 97.5 The Fanatic. That's 975 on your radio dial or at the TuneIn app. Thanks so much to Scott Butera, the commissioner of the Arena Football League, for spending some time with us today, giving us a great picture of where things are with the Arena Football League and giving us a preview for this matchup. The Orlando Predators break the huddle. Philadelphia Soul right behind. We're ready for football here in Philadelphia. Enjoy it, and we'll see you next time here on the official Soul pregame show.